Hey, everybody. Welcome to Draft Politics. I'm your host, Steve, and as always, with me is... It's EJ, and thank God the strike is over. <laughs> I know. Uh, your, your long, Ooh. desperate struggle is finally Ooh. at an end. Look, I understand. I understand why the strike happens. I, I have a lot of good friends who are teachers. I'm, I had teachers' conferences today talk to the teachers about the strike more than I talk to them about my kids. I don't begrudge the teachers at all. But I got to tell you, man, like 12 days. And then <laughs> it was Halloween, and they came back the day after Halloween. I mean, imagine how bad that was. Oh, oh yeah. The worst. Kids, kids are like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then like five days of school, and then Monday was and up. And it was snowed crazy. Like It's like, like you got a snow day, and then you're back at school. Like, yeah. what, what are we doing? And then they had last week, they were in school, but Monday they were off because of Veterans Day. And then yesterday they had school, and today was a day off because of parent-teacher conferences. Oh, my Lord. So it's like the kids are like, I don't, I, I I don't, don't know what I don't day know what it I'm is. Doing. I forgot how to make lunch. I mean, it was. So, so anyway, how did that so end? So you, you get the bread. Yeah. I'm like, what can I pack? Am I not allowed to pack this? My kids were yelling at me. They're like, I like Cheez-Its, not goldfish. I'm like, look, man. Come on. That's that's obvious. I mean, what are you doing? I don't know. Gold, goldfish, goldfish is like a little kid food. Cheez-Its are like big kid food. It's you like know? grow up to the Cheez-Its. They grow up to the Cheez-Its. And then eventually, and eventually it's like slices of cheese and fancy crackers. And that's when say, you're an adult. What, what's the Trisket cutover? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 20? 20. Maybe. 20, all right. Maybe, no, you go to, you might go to like a fancier college party and somebody's got the Triscuits right. and like Triscuits and Velveeta. All right, I'm happy. <laughs> nice. Sometimes you slide them that chicken in a biscuit. There you go. So the strike's over. Uh, the union seemed pretty happy with how it turned out. Um, some, I would say, most I, of the concessions I on. I feel like everybody kind of won here. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. it was a longer strike than everybody wanted, but like, the concession seemed reasonable. I don't. It's feel a five-year like contract, which plays to right. to uh, Lightfoot's benefit. Yeah. And I heard some teachers saying they weren't going to vote for it because they didn't want a five-year contract. They didn't want a five-year contract. Yeah. Um, but I thought there was some some really good things in there. I mean, obviously, we've talked a lot about the raises and some of the, the asks. You know, it does look like. It does look like there is going to be money spent to address class sizes. You know, we'll get nurses, we'll get social workers. Those are all, those are all good things. Yeah. Um, and I'm, and in all seriousness, you know, I, I want to just give a shout out to the teachers, especially who, I know that was not easy for them. Very difficult to go through all that. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, thank yeah. you. You know, one of the things that struck me is uh, I was reading uh, the Illinois Policy Institute. <laughs> yeah, I don't really read them typically, but this one's pretty good. Um, they were talking about the overall cost of this budget to, like, suggest, oh, it's a, it's a terrible thing. Uh, and they're basically saying that it's going to cost, if this is not funded through other means, if this is all being funded by property taxes, 
what we'd all be paying for that. And it would be $80 more on a typical homeowner's bill. Okay. Like, our, that's not that bad. Yeah. Like, I'm like, you got raises for everybody over five years. You got funding for nurses in every school, social workers in every school, other support staff that you need in a couple specific areas for, like, homeless students and, yeah. and uh, English as a second language students and all that. And that's 80 bucks. You Sold. Know Sign me up for two. Right. I can do that. I Ah, uh, uh, the IPI. So, oh, and also another key thing, no new charter schools is part of the agreement, which I think makes tons of sense, but well, and it well, though it felt like there might have been some wiggle room on that cuz I heard some grumbling from teachers oh. about the charter schools. Okay, maybe so I misread that. I I I think we, you know, I think the best negotiations, nobody's really happy in the end. Well, it was net, net, there was no net gain. So maybe right. there's like a way that they could like add one and remove one or some crazy thing. Like, so they'll have a, maybe they have a giant charter school and they get rid of a tiny right. one. And then it's, it's the entire South side, just right. one. Right. So the, uh, the strike was 12 days. Uh, there were, the last negotiation point was when those days were going to be made up and how many of those days were going to be made up. Yeah. Uh, they ended up agreeing on five days. Which is about half of what the strike was. Sure. Although, I got to say, I imagine the teachers' lives felt like about ten days oh, that yeah. day after that first day back. Especially, I mean, I don't know about you or anybody else. I threw all the candy I could at the kids just to get them out of bed <laughs> that next day. So, right. I mean, they came in like cornholio, I'm sure. <laughs> so, and for our younger listeners, Cornholio is a reference to Beavis and Butthead, a cartoon that was on MTV, written by Mike Judge, who you may know from King of the Hill. And Office Space. And Office Space. So, Which probably is something newer. perhaps the peak of American cinema. Go see it. It's Anyhow. fantastic. Yes. So, uh, they've agreed on five days. Uh, the first day they're making up is the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So if you're thinking about traveling, getting out of the city. That's a dick move. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It once took me four and a half hours to drive to Grand Rapids from here on Thanksgiving. That was not weather related. Yeah. That was parking lot related. I can't imagine what's going to happen. It's going to be so bad. So bad. Can you just pay them and call it good, not not have to actually make up the days? I, yeah, I don't know. And then uh, a couple days right at the beginning of the new year. So they're, they're going to bring, uh, they're going to end the Christmas break early a little bit. So, you know, let me ask you this, because this, I, I, I had posted on Facebook suggesting that they should just make up the days that, you know, the parents would want that. It all makes perfect sense. As a parent, what are your thoughts on makeup days? Are you like, hey, my children get 11 extra days of education? Or, hey, this is a real pain. <laughs> Why would you do this? I, so I look at it this way. I think that on one hand, I want the teachers to get paid I want my kids to have the education they're supposed to. I also don't think 11 days are going to matter um, in the broad scheme of things. Eh, we're not going to have a strike for five years. Well, you know, make up the days. Make up those days across five years. I, but 
I that's look an at, excellent thought. I, I look at it and say, I know people who have already booked flights, who have booked vacations. Oh, it yeah, is yeah. expensive to go anywhere. I, you know, if you've got a family of four, let's just say your flights are the same price. It's a thousand dollars to move your flight a day. So there's value value in the predictability yeah. of it. And, and you've got yeah. kids who are in seventh grade where it really matters for high school. You've got kids in high school where it matters for college what your grades look like. For sure. I don't think you can hold it against them. And that's the thing that is the thing that I am I am hoping for. Yeah. Um So next time they strike, the deal should be any days that they, they take in the strike get made up in future years of the contract. I then it's all very nice and predictable. You add a couple of days onto each year. Everybody's happy. You know, I, I if the I strike goes on for a year, I it's prefer a very adding long days year. to the end of a year rather than taking away from vacation during it. Because oh, yeah. people people spend money on those things. Yeah, and I guess I just kind of was like, I just assume that's how you would do it. Like that just seems straightforward. Like why would you complicate it by taking random days? Uh, I I suspect that the complication comes in with the other contracts with companies like yeah, Aramark. And you yeah. had to bleep something out in the last one, so I'll say, f*** those guys at Aramark. <laughs> but the contracts with Aramark... Yeah, the ballpark totally suck. Nice. But yes. So, um, I, I, Well, the other thing that, occur- that was mentioned uh, was that several of the schools in Chicago don't have proper air conditioning, so if you start pushing those days further into the summer, that becomes a problem. So Also true. So I, I, well, and there are also things that happen in terms of construction around and at the schools that are scheduled for like the day school ends, right? So, yeah, I mean, it's a logistical nightmare either way. Uh, I don't know. So, yeah, so kids are back at school. Kids are back at school. Life has returned to normal. I feel like we're going to get a snow day somehow in the next week, but other than that... I can't deal. (laughs) I I mean, I'm going to cut my banks. I tell you what. Yeah. Um, Just need some predictability. It's whatever, a degree in Chicago right now. We're at the Maplewood Brewery, which is fantastic. I love this place. They've got curling on TV, though. See, and there's only the one screen behind my head, so I can't even see the curling. Granted, I know what I know what it looks like. I've seen curling before. I mean, if you've seen one curling match, you've seen them all. Yes. I, I mean, things are pretty quiet in Chicago. We know um, the strike and the budget has come out. City politics a little, little quiet right now. I guess the only thing, other things that are going on is you're starting to see petitions for uh, Democratic committeemen. Those people are going to be circulating petitions. They got to have them in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, and we, we have, have a new the, interim police chief. Yes, yes. Uh, so Charlie Beck, who is a former LAPD police chief, um, he's going to be the interim police chief. And I don't know why we'd need an interim one and why we can't just have a police chief. But um, there's some there's some controversy around him. Um, and a lot of this comes from uh, some Black Lives Matter representatives out of Los Angeles, where he's from, who were raising concerns about uh, some of the stuff he did. He was one of the people who rolled out po- uh, predictive policing in Los Angeles, where basically they try to use... Minority report. 
Yeah, it's like they try to use analytics to try to figure out where crimes are going to happen, which inevitably those systems are fed by where crimes have happened. So it tends to sort of criminalize areas rather rather deliberately instead of like trying right. to actually solve crimes. Right. Um, so it's problematic. I, I and I also think he's got a really interesting qualification. In that he looks a little like Tom Selleck, and he's got a fantastic mustache. I mean, like, you, does he have like that sort of Chicago cop accent? Like, I, 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 maybe, I feel like he, maybe that's why he's interim. Yeah, maybe, maybe he gets three weeks to work it out. Right, right. And then if and if um, that and if he just hangs out on the south side long enough, then like he's good, and he can he can do that officially. Yeah, I mean. Look, I don't know a lot about him. I reached out to a couple people who have done some reporting about him. And I'm a little worried about him. <laughs> Honestly, I think I think our chief of police, you know, Eddie Johnson was not you know fantastic, but I think our chief of police should be a person of color. Um I, I just yeah. straight up. Yeah. And L.A. has never had a good reputation for policing. Yeah, I feel like what's going on here is that Lightfoot has to get a police contract settled. Yes. She just got her teacher's contract settled. Now she's got to get that settled. And I think what's happening here is she's like, all right, I'm going to throw an olive branch towards the police. Say, hey, I've brought in one of your guys and he's going to make you feel better. And we're going to get a nice contract signed. And then she can move on to pick whoever she really yeah. wants. But, I mean, at the same time, though, it's like that's pretty transparent. And it's not like the police don't know that. So, I don't know. It's not going to do her any favors for the people who raise concerns about how she was going to manage the police when she was running for office. Right. Right. I mean, some people are never going to give her a pass. Well, for sure. But, but I, I, you know... I hope that it gives her the time to figure it out. Now, you could imagine that the union may want some input on who the long-term chief of police is or, you know, yeah. superintendent um, it, it, is on the contract. So maybe that makes it a little harder in the negotiation, but it is it is concerning though that you know, she came. You know, she made promises of transparency around Laquan McDonald that have not panned out, and she's hiring a police chief temporarily that is not looking so good. So, I mean, you know, like I, I keep saying with with her is it's a four year term, right? I will judge what she does by the the merits of the entire thing. Um, it's hard though, man. <laughs> you know, it's, it's we don't have a we don't have a, a quadrennial podcast schedule. Look, look up the wire and bowl of shit, and uh, and and watch that video and and everything about being a mayor of pretty much any major city. I suspect will all will all ring true all of a sudden. I mean, yeah, I think we've said this before. I can't imagine what she's going through. Like, I didn't realize I'd have to deal with this. Oh, oh yeah, my. like. Like, oh, yeah, I knew we had problems. And you get in there, it's like, holy hell. <laughs> Can we talk about beer? Yes, let's talk about beer. Can I tell you, sir? You can. About Go for juice it. Juice pants. 
Yes, yes, you Juice can. Juice Pants is a hazy IPA brought to you by the fine ladies and gentlemen at Maplewood Brewery. Yes. And uh, we've been here once before uh, in an attempt to record our podcast. It was a little too loud, so we had to move on elsewhere. But today it's a Monday, a little more mellow. We're actually on our way to the Northside DFA meeting uh, after this, uh, and it's relatively close to where they meet. So uh, it worked out well for us. I'm having the Cuppa, uh, which is their Imperial Stout, and it's the Brulee variation of it. So kind of a creme brulee is it vibe. B R E W hyphen L A Y. No, it is. It is spelled like the French. Okay, just making sure. Yes. Uh, but yeah, no, it's quite delicious. Uh, uh, I've had one beer during the course of recording both the national and local podcasts. Uh, that's plenty. It's yeah, a 12 and a half uh, ABV stout. It gets you going pretty well. Yeah, exactly. Very good for our nice, chilly January-like weather here. So Exactly. They couldn't actually do the brulee with the torch on top because it would light on fire. Yes, that's true. I mean, I, I, it is maybe the best-smelling beer I've ever smelled. It's, like, it's I, quite you, good. you gave me a sip of it. I'm not a stout guy. More lithe than that. But I... Took a, I took a whiff of that beer, and it was like, it's, it was it's, amazing. It's a hell of a beer, yeah. I yeah. mean, I would, I, would, I would just, if I were selling my home, I would give people a little snifter of that to walk around and smell while they. Yes, like, just, like oh, oh, this is the master retreat. Oh, I love it. I get it now. So nice. Oh, it's open so nice. concept. Oh, yes, and, I do and watch I've a little tell AGTV, you, people. I, and I, I actually <laughs> said this to the bartender. When I walked up there, because I like to have different beers, and I've had Juice Pants and Son of Juice several times. I had Beyond Neon earlier. All great, hazy IPAs. They really got it nailed. What I want to know is why doesn't Beyond Neon involve juice in any way, shape, or form? You got Son of Juice. You got Juice Pants. Like, everything you feel like, it has to have juice in it. I don't make the rules, man. Okay, well. (laughs) (laughs) So... I told them, like, I want to get something different, but I can't. I just can't quit you, son of Juice. Juice Pants. I mean, they're fantastic. I have them everywhere we go. Every time I find them. Um, If you've never been to Maplewood, it's just south of Elston on Maplewood, uh, just east of or just west of Western, uh, down by the theater, Owen and Engine, that area, Avondale, um, 33rd. No, not the 33rd Ward. We're just outside of it. But fantastic. Come on down. Enjoy the juicy goodness. Yes. Uh, or, they also have some really amazing Delicious stouty goodness. Well, and that's the other thing. They have cocktails that are all kind of on the same theme. And I was tempted to get a cocktail I, instead, but I realized that would be off brand. I know. So. I know. That's part of our other podcast, Draft Cocktails. Right. Which is shorter. Which we don't even talk about politics. We just drink, really. Yeah. And that's... <laughs> <laughs> Which is the other six days of my life. Right. So thanks, everybody, for joining us here on the Chicago side. Really appreciate everybody. If you've got a chance and you've got an Apple device, get onto the iTunes. Get onto the podcast area. I assume that's a thing. Apple yes. Podcasts. It's, uh, rate yes. us. Yes. Rate, rate us. us. Review us. us. Tell us what you think. You got some criticism? Yeah. Let us know. If you think we're awesome, let us know. If you think E.J. should run for president, pressure him. Absolutely. High-pressure campaign. All right. Thanks, everybody. Stay warm. Take care, everybody.